Thanks for listening to My Age Podcasts, uh, a podcast that brings you conversations with people from all walks of life, using music to plot a map from their early years to how they got to where they are now. Uh, apologies for this episode getting up late. I had a massive brain fart and thought last Friday. The last Friday of November was Friday 31st, which is why this episode is coming out on a Thursday, because there is no Friday 31st of November. There's no 31st of November. So that's a thing I needed to learn many years ago. I tried the knuckle trick. I tried the song first, 30 days, has September, something, something. And then I tried, and I didn't think to go to the knuckles, actually. I should have gone to the knuckle trick, but I didn't. And so, yeah, a rare Thursday episode. Um, I'm kind of whispering a bit because Code's asleep in the other room, which is attached to the room I'm recording in. Uh, he turned one the other day, uh, which was just fucking insane. The whole year's been pretty insane, actually, in the best possible way. So, yeah, growing up in that, being an adult in that. Um, thanks all for listening. I hope you did this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was I always have so much fun when I, whenever I chat or hang out with Claire. Oh, actually, sorry. So this episode's got with Claire Hampshire. Um, she's a long-time friend who's been tattling for yonks, and in 2015 she had to own tattoo studio called hot copper hot copper studios in melbourne uh you can find her on all the social medias she mentions it and i'll post links obviously um, on the website and the social medias um if you're so inclined subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already uh, if you're a personal listener howdy thanks for checking it out uh feel free to go back and check out the old episodes and tell a friend about the podcast if you dig it and if you don't dig it, then tell someone you don't like to listen to the podcast. Yeah, so, uh, saying all that, Claire she she is. So, Claire Hampshire, um, possibly world-renowned, that's, you know, if people from the rest of the world want to talk, to, want to let us know if they've heard of Claire Hampshire before. Definitely one of uh, Melbourne and Australia's most prominent female tattooists, or just tattooists. Doesn't have to be female, just one of Melbourne and Australia's prominent tattooists. Would you agree? Oh, I think that's very, very nice of you, Joel. Very, very generous. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Okay. <laughs> Take it. Roll with it. Um, so you've heard the podcast a few times before. Um, you know how this all works. Where did you grow up? What were, you listen- what were your parents listening to around the time you were born? All that kind of jazz? I grew up in Portland, Victoria. Um, yep. Little, little country town down on the coast. and Which, for reference, is about eight hours east of Melbourne? Uh, no, nah, mate. It's like about four hours. No, west, about four sorry. hours west, west. If you're driving. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was eight. Okay. Yeah, nah, it's, it's, it feels like eight, definitely. Yeah. Um, when I was little, I guess, um, yeah, like I remember listening to like, um, I don't know, I don't really remember like a lot of music like around the house, but mum and dad had heaps of records yeah. and I know yeah. that like mum was like really into like the Beatles and stuff and dad was into like Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and ACDC and stuff um, and, yeah, I remember like um, – like, you know, being in the car and, and having music on and stuff. But I don't ever really remember them playing their records at home, but I definitely had a little bit of a poke around. 
in the yeah. record collection. Yeah. 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 Um, older brothers, older sisters, younger brothers, younger I sisters. Got one, yeah, I got one older brother. Um, Tim, he's three years older than me. Um, and he was really into heaps of stuff and um, probably is responsible for a lot of the stuff that I listened to growing up just because I would sort of hear it coming from his room and and like yeah. sort of sneak into his bedroom when he wasn't there and steal his CDs and have a listen yeah, and cool. sneak them back before I got home. <laughs> so you, so your parents would only really listen to music on car trips and stuff, not really at home? Yeah, I don't know. Like, just- I mean, they must have. They must have had it on at home. I do remember like mum listening to like Sade in the kitchen and stuff sometimes when I was little, but I don't ever really remember them like playing their records. Like they must have, but yeah, maybe just not were around they, me. Were they musical? No, no, not at all. Like, so do they play instruments? No, or something? no. no. So what, what happens out at what happens out at Hamilton? Like, is there a, what's the industry or is it too? In Portland. <laughs> sorry, in Portland. Sorry. Um, Portland's got like a um, it's like a you know it's got a port. Um, there's a lot of like animal, yeah. like trend, like livestock, like coming and going, like sheep. I know coming and going yeah. from the port, and there's like a massive um, aluminium plant there, um, which is like pretty Smells much where. The smelter, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. where like most people's parents kind of worked. Were employed. Yeah. Is it still open now? Like, I mean, not. It is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, still... it is. Yeah. Awesome. And what, what did your parents do for work? Um, well, when I was growing up, like for most of my life, my dad was a brick a bricky, bricklayer. Yep. Um, and mum's had like a bunch of different jobs and stuff. She's just retired now. Go mum. Oh, cool. Good work. Um, but yeah, dad's still cracking along. Cool. Um, he's he's a scaffolder now, so yeah, just always been a been a tradie still going still going yeah needs to retire yeah powerful powerful mm. and your mum's doing well i know she was sick a while ago uh yeah that was yeah. a while ago um yeah no nah, she's doing awesome good good to hear she's living it up being a lady of leisure good good in, mm. in old portland town good old portland town <laughs> indeed so okay let's jump into the the you said your your mum was listening to sada sade and the beatles um, was there either of the, did you pick a song from either of those guys or something a bit more left field? I did not. I actually chose um, – I, I feel like one of my sort of earliest memories of me playing music around the house was okay. they did have this um, – amongst the, the records, like I remember playing the records but I don't remember them playing the records, which is really weird. But um, they had this like hits of the 80s like compilation yeah. and I used to smash that. Because <laughs> um, it had the Bengals walk like an Egyptian. Oh, powerful! Yes. Which I think I'm not sure what. I think it came out in like eighty. I don't know. It would be like late eighties, I guess. Um, but that was my jam. I smashed that, and yeah, I think I just loved it because it was so weird and so catchy and like yeah, very yeah. So that was that's that's my choice. That's my um. That's like the first thing I kind of remember really like playing on a on a turntable. Well, sorry, uh, it was on a compilation. Was there anything else that stuck out? Uh, I can't really remember, but I reckon it might have had like um, the final countdown maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else. I can only remember those two. There you go. The Walk Like an Egyptian. Uh, the Bangles. The Bangles.
So I guess if you were listening, like, like music, you would have hit you from a pretty young age. Then, um, did you always like? Did you realize that it was? Did you realize that music was more than just like some some weird thing on a like something on a big weird record? Or like, like, did you understand the concept of bands and singer songwriters and that kind of thing when you were young? Or it was just like music and like? Does that make sense? Is yeah, yeah. I think that I did. Um... I, yeah, I think that I did and I just because, yeah, I don't know, like I always was just like, oh, like this is cool and I was really into like rage and I remember like, you know, video hits and stuff like that. So I know like that I was aware of like, you know, because I was watching like music videos and stuff, I guess. That would have been like the early 90s probably that I was listening to that. It would have been like 90, yep. 91. I reckon because yep. I can remember like the house that I was living in when I was listening to like that record and that's yep. when that would have been. Um, and that's I think when I I just, yeah, I have heaps of memories of like watching like music videos on TV and like listening so to you, stuff on the radio. And, you're a Saturday morning kid, get up early and turn on ABC. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was really into like yeah. – um, you know, like, you know, you're always, like, taping songs off the radio and stuff. Like, I would, like, yeah. hold my tape recorder, like, up to the TV and, like, tape them off the TV as well. And like That's a, that's a pretty <laughs> rare way to do it. Because, like, was there, like, as music goes in Portland, was there much was there much of a modern radio station playing that kind of music or was it all AM or, you know, just country music radio stations? Um, it was definitely just, like, AM for a long time when I was little, um, like it was a long time. Like we didn't get like triple J and stuff until I was in like mid high school. I reckon like maybe like year nine or something. So, um, 
yeah, definitely would have just been like either on the AM radio or on the telly. Definitely. Yeah. That's a pretty, I'm pretty impressed with the ingenuity of taping something on a tape deck from the TV. That's pretty rad. It sounded pretty rad too. I can tell you that. I can imagine. imagine. But it's one of those things that you just kind of, you just dealt with it because it's like, what's your alternative? Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And I think that I was just like, I'll just like get it from anywhere I can off the radio, off the TV, like whatever. Like I was just super into it. Yeah. That's, that's unreal. You know, do you remember what, what came after the bangles was, um, was it like, did the bangles set up a quest for, for like music that wasn't on the radio or kind of, that was just, you just kind of took in whatever you could. What, what happened after um, the bangles? I think I just like took in a little bit of everything that I could. I definitely, yeah, definitely remember like listening to the radio heaps, tape and stuff. Um, I know like, I remember I was really into, um, that four non blonde song. Oh, what's up? Yeah, uh, what's, what's up? up? Remember taping that off the yes. radio and being into that. Oh, great um, <laughs> and I remember just like listening to it over and over in my bedroom on my crappy little tape. I had one of those like um, like tape recorders that had like the two dual decks. Yeah, the dual deck thing, so you could yeah. like play stuff. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could dub illegally dub mm. music. Yeah, so I rem- and I remember like I could play stuff and then like sing over the top of it and like record it onto another tape. Like, oh, yeah, right. it had like some weird thing where you could like do I don't know. I'm pretty sure I could do that. Did heaps of dumb stuff like that. That's pretty rad. Yeah, pretty fun. Those tapes are long gone, unfortunately, aren't they? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, I've moved house quite a few oh, times right. since then. So yeah. yeah, lost to the to the ages. That's a bummer. Yeah, because that would be pretty rad. It'd be pretty funny. So, yeah, so what was there anything that st- – what stuck out next after the Bangles? Like, um, was your, like was your brother listening to much music at the time? Is he musical? Yeah, he is. Um, yep. he, he plays guitar and, um, now. Um, he wasn't – he probably didn't start, like, playing music until, like, he was sort of, like, late high school. I probably – I probably started playing guitar and stuff when I was in, like, early high school. Um, yep. But definitely, definitely, like, musically, like, he was, like, a, a pretty big influence on me because he, like, had – he would, like, get all of these CDs and stuff. Like, I don't even know, like, where he got them from. Like, when okay. I was in, like, I don't know, grade six or seven or whatever. And he – like, he was getting really into, like, all the fat bands and all the epitaph bands and stuff um, and getting really into to punk. And yep. I was kind of listening to, like – grungy kind of stuff like I was really into like Smashing Pumpkins and like yep. Silverchair and stuff like that um and and like that was cool and like I was like happy with that and then yeah like I remember I actually really remember clearly like one day um like my brother was like playing like he had like the fat compilations and stuff and he was playing um the one that has Sleep by Lag by Lagwagon on it. Oh, um, the number two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember like hearing it. I like heard it a few times. Like I'd be like listening outside his door in the hallway and being yeah. like, "What is that?" And then I remember like one day I like knocked on his door and I was like, "What's this song?" And he was like, "Fuck off!" Like slammed the door <laughs> in my face. Like 
didn't didn't want to bar yeah. me. But annoying little sister. Super annoying little sister trying to like you know steal his music, um, which I did, and it was cool. Good. Mm. That's not, so you've got no idea where he was getting this music from. Yeah, I don't know. Like I actually remember thinking like where is this coming from? Like, I, I really don't know. Like, uh, were there record stores around Portland? Yeah, there was one. Um, and there was it like an independent or like a HMV or a, uh, was it, it was an independent or? one. Um, okay. I remember it was called new sound and Ooh. there was like, there was like a couple of dudes in town that, um, would actually like order in like some pretty cool stuff. So there was always like, um, well, I remember like sort of later on, like in high school and stuff, there was always like a pretty cool selection of like punk stuff in there. Um, okay. Yep. Which was, which was pretty cool. I would just go in there and be like, oh, it's this and buy it just because it had like the fat sticker on it or something. The painter more than, than 20 bucks. 20 bucks or yeah. 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 Um, so I bought a lot of stuff just because it had that on it. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, I mean, before that though, I don't know where he was getting it from. Um, there was, I remember there was like a, um, a street, remember street cleaner? Do you remember it was like, Sorry. do you remember street cleaner? It was like a mail. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know there was like copies of that floating around. Um, so maybe he was getting them from there, but yeah, I don't know. Just appeared. That's, all, that's awesome. <laughs> so what's your next song pick then? Um, well, I thought I'd go with um, like Sleep by Lagwagon. Just because it's, it's such a good song, and I, yeah, I just so I just have that like vivid memory of standing in the hallway and him slamming the door in my face. Um, yeah, good good memory, I guess. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, a bizarrely good memory. Um, the yeah, that song that song's it's so good, and it just it's it's yeah, it's one of the it's one of the high. I mean, look to me that that compilation is pretty flawless. Yeah. But that song just definitely sticks out as like it's it's so weird, but it's so catchy, but it's still really weird. Yeah, totally. And I think that's sort of like um, you know, like with like Walk Like an Egyptian as well. Like I definitely like just loved it because it was weird. Yeah. But like still like so sick. And just so like were you sorry, you go, you go. No, no, that's it. I was gonna say, so were your were your parents kind of what did they think about this new punk phase you were going through and your brother was going through? Like, were they supportive or were they like kind of standoffish or? Um, they like, they've always been like pretty cool. Like they've never, I don't don't think they've ever really like sort of been like super psyched on like a lot of things that I've been into or things that I've done or, you know, stuff I've done with my hair or whatever. But, um, they were always pretty cool to just be like, yep, just do it. You know, whatever. Um, like mom was really cool. Like I remember, um, like one of the first, like big kind of like all ages shows that I went to like in Melbourne, like she drove me like to Melbourne to go see Snuff. Um, Oh wow. With Corsic Soda. I think so. Yeah. It was at the corner. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I think they changed it. They changed their name to Blue Line Medic by that time. They may have. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been like. Oh, like, like 98, 99, yeah, 99? I said, yeah, I would have said about 99. Yeah, yeah. About um, so like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, they were actually like pretty supportive. Like, you yeah. know, and like they would like, 
then I was like playing guitar and stuff and I was in, in my room with it turned up really loud and like they never like gave me shit about that or anything. You, so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So you this, – this thing's always been interesting to me because I grew up in Sydney and Triple J was just always there. It was like Double J and then it was Triple J. Mm. So I was kind of spoiled with knowing that like eventually – when I was when I was ready for it, if that makes sense, I could just like Triple J was there for me to fall into. What was it like for Triple J? If does that make sense? Like it was just kind of like when we when you're growing up and you listen to whatever you know sappy radio station that your parents listen to, and then all of a sudden you find like the rock station and they're playing whatever. But then but then for me then Triple J Triple J was there to like fall back into yeah. or fall into sorry when I wanted something different something that was more relevant. How was it for you with Triple J just starting when you're in year nine or whatever, you know, whatever, like you know, when you're starting to kind of open your eyes to what's actually going on musically? It, like, was it a big shock? Did you understand what was like what was happening? Well, I think um, probably like my biggest, well, like I said, I was like really into watching Rage and stuff um, yep. and like video hits or whatever. But then like um, there was Recovery. And that was probably like, um, I guess that was like, you know, the that was the closest equivalent that like we had to Triple yeah. J. Like, um, yeah. and so recovery, I remember was really, I can't remember even what years it was on, but I was pretty young because I know I was playing outdoor netball at the time, which was okay. really yep. shitty yep. because like you'd have to get up and like play at like nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. So I would have to like yeah. record recovery yeah, I'd have to record yeah. it so I could watch it when I get home um yeah. but yeah that was really cool because that was like um you know I mean because it was ABC thing yeah, it's the they, same stuff that they're playing on on triple j so yeah very much so and it was I don't know if it would ever work nowadays but it was so it was it was just like so well done yeah recovery. it was so sick I recently just got like the, they released like a dvd like box set of it and it's just got like heaps of like live performances like none of like the interviews and stuff really um yeah but watching it back now it's like oh man that was so cool it was it was so good so what's some standout um off the top or not off topic but off the my age podcast topic (laughs) what's some standout performances that you that you've got on the dvd or that you remember watching um i remember watching i remember seeing like um when Bad Religion was on it, um, Mill and Colin were on there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, oh. And they've actually played in Portland, so that was like I think they were on there like just like a day maybe before they played in in Portland, yeah. which is pretty crazy. Um, I remember seeing like um, Magic Dirt was on there and they played um, like She Riff. And I remember yeah. thinking, like, that was, like, super cool. I never actually really got that into Magic Dirt that much, but I just remember thinking that song was so cool and, like, tried to learn to play it on guitar and stuff. Um, How'd you go? Oh, you know, average, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you had a crack. I had a crack. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else did I was on there that was cool? Um, oh, you know, the, the classic interview that, um, that Dylan did with um, Rivers. From Weezer oh, when he was, where he was um, jet yeah, lagged. and he was just like you know one word answers, looking like he's gonna fall asleep yeah. and stuff. Yeah, just pulling yeah, teeth. Yeah. yeah, but that was cool as well because it was like um, 
uh, like Lena with like the interviews and stuff, like it wasn't just like watching the music video. It was like, yeah. um, you know, there was that like, when like Green Day was like the house band. Yeah, when they jumped on those dudes' gear. Yeah, yeah. And then it was sort of like, um, yeah. you know, you could kind of like see them as like people like a bit more close up than like just seeing like the music video or whatever. Yeah, so because it was it was very raw is probably not the right word, but it's the only one I can kind of think of at the moment. Mm. It was it was very loose, yeah, just with yeah, it yeah, was it was, as, and because it was live, yeah. like yeah, it was just Ins- yeah, insane, totally. Yeah. So we're gonna go with sleep by Lagwagon. Yeah, go with sleep. I feel like that was sort of um, when I sort of like I feel like that was kind of when I made the crossover from like just listening to sort of grungy rock stuff into like pop punk territory. That's unreal. That's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's listen to it. Cool. So did you ever like? Were you were you sorry? When did you start buying kind of CDs and stuff? Like, was that were you mail ordering or was it all from the local or the local independent one? Um, oh, I'm not really sure. I mean, I guess I probably picked up a lot of stuff from from the local the local shop. Um, I don't think I really mail ordered any CDs, um, but. Yeah, I'm not, I probably I probably got like I guess I don't really remember when I sort of first started really buying CDs oh. that much. Were you, but just, were you just taking taping them off your brother? Probably, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Yeah. Fantastic brother. And then I, I guess like yeah, and I guess like when I sort of got older, like a little bit older, um, I just started like coming to Melbourne a lot, yeah. and um, would just like 
I'm probably when I was maybe about like 15, I guess I probably would start getting the chain up here and then, um, you know, doing the rounds of like missing link and go go and stuff. Would you just, then, was it a day trip or would you like, did you have family you were staying with? No, most of the time I would do it in a day, which when I think about it now, it's super crazy because it's like a five hour train ride. Um, yeah. and I just like get up super early, come down and I'd buy like as many CDs as I could afford with my pocket money. Um, yeah. And I was like, I had like a part-time job and stuff right then. So I would just like buy heaps of stuff and then just take it. And I had like my discman and would just like listen to it all on the train on the way home. But I guess that's probably where I, when I really started buying CDs is probably around then just because I could, you know, had more like access to them, I guess. I would just like had access to, just had access to like um, more varied stuff as well that wasn't just like, you know, just the fat bands and the F-tough bands and stuff. And flying solo, like you, you, your parents never really came with you on those CD missions. Um, I mean, if they have, if they we ever had to like come to Melbourne for anything, like, um, you know, I, I would would definitely just be like, all right, I'm just gonna go into the city and check out some CD shops, whatever. And they were like pretty cool, but yeah, they would actually like when I think about it now, I'm like, they just let me like jump on the train and like go to the city like by myself, or like sometimes I would bring like drag a friend along or whatever. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they were, like, pretty, like, trusting, which is pretty cool. Yeah, like, you w- it wouldn't happen this, in you know, it's cheesy and shitty as it is to say, it just wouldn't happen in this day and age. Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, maybe. But I guess people, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't that long ago, but, yeah, I think you're looking no. at through your dad's eyes now. <laughs> I am. I think I totally think I am. It, I, I'll tell you what, it changes everything. Yeah. You become that old man straight away. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. Okay, so usually usually um, we talk about music that your parents didn't like mm. that you listened to, but your parents, you know, are obviously really cool and were supportive. What was the kind of – what did you – after the Fat Records, Epitaph stuff, what did you kind of phase into and how did you get there? Um, I started listening to heaps of um, like emo bands, I guess, um, yep. so yeah, loved like, um, like Jawbreaker and Get Up Kids and super into Alkaline Trio. Um, I don't know how I got into them. I don't, I really don't know. Like, I think, um, I don't know, maybe I just like got a little bit bored of listening to like fast punk and just wanted yeah. to hear like a little bit of something else. Like I still, I was still listening to punk, but then I was just like, Oh, what's this? And I think maybe like, um, I just had like other, like, where did I, I guess maybe like talking to like you and like around this time I was probably like started becoming friends with you and like Dan and like Dan would like make me like tons of like mix CDs and stuff. And, um, yeah. So you get just like through through like talking to people on the internet, um, you know. So the one thing that people this is this is it's not a shameful dark past, but one like it's weird. I look at like at, this is completely diverging, but um, or digressing would be a better word. But it's weird now that I find it weird now that everybody's online. Yeah. Because like you know we started talking in. Would you would you say we started chatting in about ninety nine or so? Yeah, I'd say probably around then. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it was it was such a rare thing. It kind of was, yeah, because I feel like when I was sort of like in sort of 
high school, like not even everyone had like the internet at home or whatever. And so like, and I get, for me, like, um, being in the small town as well, like making friends with people who lived in the city or lived overseas or whatever was like, yeah. whoa, just like opened up this like whole new world. And it was like, oh, like there's this band and there's this band. And like, here, I'll send you like one MP3 of like one song and it'll take like five hours through your dial up internet. But you'll love it. You'll love that song. Yeah. Yeah. And like listen to it like on repeat on your little Winamp thing over and over and over because you had like five songs. Like Because computers (laughs) had like a gig of memory. Oh, yeah. If that. (laughs) But yeah. So I guess like when I started becoming like a super internet nerd and like just, you know, yeah. Spending all my time online and like finding out about bands that way. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I probably started getting into like um, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's unreal. Okay, so I have a feeling I, I know what you're going to pick, but lay it on me. What are you going to What are you going to throw out there? Well, I guess I have to go with some alkaline trio. Ooh, um, okay. Is that a surprise? Yes, I, I thought we were going to go the other band, but that's cool. I'm fine with it. I'm more than fine with it. Um, yeah, so I actually, I actually didn't get into Alkaline Trio through Mates on the Internet. I actually got into them because they were on one of those, um, remember those like Hopeless Records VHS compilations? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Cinema Beer. Yeah, 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 those. Yeah, they were oh, on one of those. They did um, – I can't think of the song, but for some reason there's someone mowing a lawn in yeah, the song. Yeah, the song's Goodbye Forever. And right. old mate Matt yeah. Skeever is definitely, I think it's Matt, he's mowing the lawn. Yeah. Um, it's super, super like shitty, like lo-fi, like crappy budget video. Um, oh, it's DIY as it's fun. so DIY. Yeah. And it was so good. I remember like watching it on this video, which I'm again, I'm sure I got from my brother, um, and just like playing it and rewind it, sitting, sitting through it, rewinding and then playing it again and then rewinding it and playing it again. Um, yeah, loved it. I was a massive sucker for um, I'd put the VHS in, I'd watch it before I went to school and mm-hmm. then I'd go to school and then I'd come home and I'd just press play and go from there and not skip a beat. Yeah. Like, those videos were just, yeah, all that, those videos were just timeless. Yeah, I've still got them actually. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any – I've got like a few a few VHS, but I mean how many years has it been since I've actually owned like a, a VCR? But, um, yeah. yeah, I kept on – I hung on to those because they were, you know, a little bit special. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So are we going to go Goodbye Forever? Or go Goodbye Forever. Yeah. It's classic. It's such a good song. So good. <laughs>
was it about this that stood out compared to everything on everything else on that video like i mean i'm sure you liked everything else in the video mm. but why this song um i don't know hey like something about it just really grabbed me like it's funny with like alkaline trio like i was like so obsessed with them and like love that like everything that they did up until like from here to infirmary because then they mm-hmm. then they sort of started getting really big and i guess like you know spending a bit more money on like production and stuff and like I just really liked him when they were like really raw yeah. and like gritty and um and then when they got a bit slicker like I just kind of lost it for me yeah that makes sense um yeah I don't know I think it was just like it, yeah it was definitely like super raw super gritty um but just also like super like intense and like heartfelt um, oh yeah, in absolutely. A, in a way that like a lot of like the sort of like, um, like pop punk and stuff that was on those like wasn't, but it also wasn't too yeah. far away from it either. So no, it was. You could definitely you could definitely see how someone could put them in the same category. But yeah, mm. there was there was uh, yeah there was absolutely something more. I look in my opinion, it's more relatable, especially when you're in your like late well in your teen years. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. Being all like emotional and like dramatic, just, yeah. <laughs> just like such is life and all that kind of. Yeah, stuff. totally. That's unreal. Um, yeah, like I get the Eklund Trio thing. Like I have a there's a band I particularly like, but I um, I kind of I treat them. This is going to sound really weird, and bear with me with the analogy, but like I treat them like it was an ex. The band is like an ex girlfriend who like we just broke up and like everything was cool. It's like you go your way and I'll go mine and we'll all like, you know, whatever you do is going to be fantastic and I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to, whatever I do is going to be cool and we've had the relationship we had and then we've kind of both moved on, if that makes sense. Totally, totally, yeah. Like I've never really like held like, like I've never really like been shitty about bands when they kind of like take a different direction or go a different way. Like so many people yeah. are like, oh, like this album's like super different, like fuck them. Yeah. And it's like, of course it's different. They don't want to make the same yeah. album over and over. And like if they do, yeah. like. The only know. two bands that have ever done that are like Pennywise and Sublo- – uh, no, sorry, Pennywise and Ramones. Oh, I was going like, to say like Bad Religion, like. 
well, they're all also super samey, but like in the best, okay. best yeah. way, in the best way. In, in a great way, in a great yeah. way. And so I'm always like, well, you know, they had like, you know, those three albums or whatever they had before that, which are awesome and like they're not going anywhere. Yeah, those albums, you can still put them on whenever you want. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, sick. So when did you move away from Portland? Um, I moved like as soon as I finished school. Like I like barely just turned 18. Um and yeah, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Yeah. So again, as I mentioned in the intro, you're a, you're a tattoo artist. Were you were you drawing much like it? What got you into tattooing? As as weird as not weird as a question, but as like broader question as that is. And um, were you drawing much at home? Like on the in the like just around the house, not around the house, but were you drawing much at home? Would be a better way to put it. I've been yeah, I was drawing around the house. Um, yeah. My whole life, like forever, like always. Yeah. Um, and like I always thought it would be kind of cool but like never really thought it was like doable. You mean art or um, Like to be, like to do tattooing. Um, yep. So I didn't really think like, right, I'm going to pursue this. But then I just like started getting tattooed and stuff and then like spending more time in shops. And then um, when I moved to Sydney, um, just – yeah, was getting tattooed heaps and just like hanging around in shops and kind of just weaseled my way in. Yep. Yeah. So what was your what was your first tattooing job? Like whereabouts was it? And how old were you? Um, so I was probably nineteen, I think, when I started. Um, and I started at STR Body Modifications in Wyong. Um, on the sunny coast. On the coast, mate. And funny, I was living in Sydney at the time, so I was like schlepping it up from the city on the train every day. Yeah. So it was about a five-hour round trip every day. Um, so it was pretty – Which is hectic. It was pretty hectic, but at the at like when I started, I didn't care because I was just so excited. Um, yeah. And I just like read tons of books and listened to heaps of Hadman Discman and um, I think I got an iPod, like one of those real first – those big, those clunky, big ones. clunky ones. Yeah, I got one of them and that was like game changer for the yeah. for the commute. Oh, um, absolutely. But, yeah, so, yeah, I was up there for a couple of years. It was good. So how long were you in Sydney for? Nine years. Oh, wow. I didn't realise it was that long. Yeah. It was a long That's time. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and from SCR, we um, – you went from STR, did you start your, did you move down to a studio in Sydney or were you doing that for a while? I was up there for a couple of years um, and then, yeah, and then I moved down and was working, worked at a couple of shops in Sydney. Um, yep. Worked at Mischief Moon in Darlinghurst a little bit and then I worked at Tadudama for ages. Um, yeah, and that, that was cool. And that was probably when I sort of like, stopped listening to like a lot of new music I reckon yeah just because uh I just kind of felt like work kind of took over my life and then I kind of got a bit stunted in my musical growth I guess I I completely understand yeah I completely understand that yeah yeah and because I was like playing guitar so much and everything and then I even kind of stopped stopped doing that and stopped doing bands and stuff just to kind of focus because what was your band called uh, it was called Violent Minx. Violent Minx. Yeah. All girl band, yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That sounded like? Um, I don't even know, dude. <laughs> 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 I 
I didn't, I didn't do that for very just, long. It was just like angry girl kind of poppy punk rock, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Mm. So work just took over, and you like you just stopped listening to old, stopped listening to new music. Did you did you go back to listen to older music, or you just kind of like, no, this is this is what I listen to now. Um, I mean, I guess I guess I just kind of like, I just I just didn't find anything new, like because I feel like before I started, um, well, especially like when I lived at home and stuff, you know, we have so much time to spend on like what's yeah. what's new and what's this band doing what's that band doing and oh there's this new album out here and you kind of just have your finger on the pulse a little bit more and then I guess when I like um sort of moved away and like started having a bit of responsibilities yeah and just having like a bit of a life and then like having like you know trying to make like a career and stuff and like that was sort of taking over most of my time like um yeah I just sort of um wasn't like actively looking for new music as yeah. much. Um, I just sort of like found stuff as it came to me, I guess, rather than looking for it. I completely get what you're saying. Like a, a mate asked me today <clears throat> who does this website and goes, oh, look, I really want to hand with it. Do you want to, do you want to help me? And I was like, man, I can't help you. Like I said, I'm so out detached from what's going on currently in music. Mm that like when it comes to the end of the year and someone says, hey, what's your top 10 list of punk rock records? I'll be like, I don't know if I can give you 10 punk rock records because mm. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And I don't think that that's like it's, such a bad thing. No, it's 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 weird for me to come to terms with but. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's like because, I mean, like I'm sure with you, like music was such a big identity as you were growing up, like it was something that was always there. It was like, well, to me, music was a forefront and kind of what, when I didn't have any, when I wasn't like the sports dude or I wasn't the smart dude or, or the car dude or whatever, mm. like I was like, music was what I did, whether, whether it's how other people saw me, music was what I saw myself doing. Yeah. And then to look at it now you go, oh, like music's kind of fallen down the priorities list a whole bunch. Mm. So And it's, it's like, if I'm not, that then what am I yeah then what am I yeah. yeah yeah so how long were you um you said making a career tattooing were you when you when you first started tattooing or like not when you first started working at a tattoo parlor were you um were you getting what were you on a wait or you know were you getting paid or were you like did you have to do other jobs to kind of pay the rent um I wasn't getting paid at the beginning um and I was just kind of hanging around and um just sort of like help like before I sort of was like um had an apprenticeship I guess um I was just sort of like there helping out every now and then like when they kind of needed me um yep and then I started just like like once a week or so I would just like take a friend up and like tattoo them and like my boss would like watch me um and I just did that so you didn't practice on like pig you didn't practice on pigs or anything? Oh, I did. Like I did. I did. I did, yeah. I did like a pig's trotter and it was a bit gross and I did some fruit and stuff, but I pretty much just I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, I just need to do some people. So just like. How, how different is, I mean, I'm sure pigs are pretty similar, but how different is fruit to flesh? Um, fruit is pretty different. Um, yeah. I, I know I did like a grapefruit and I remember it was like before I was wearing glasses. I start wearing glasses now, but. 
um, I remember like doing the grapefruit and having like juice squirt in my eyes and stuff. And I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that stuff stings. But um, yeah, there's nothing that's similar, like similar to human skin. You just gotta, you just gotta practice on your friends. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're there for. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, fantastic. Okay. So then what we, what was, like once you were kind of doing the commute um, to and from Sydney to the Central Coast, what were you listening to? Um, like- well, I'd sort of gotten really into um, like like sort of like late high school and stuff. Like I'd gotten really into like Riot Girl um, yep. just because I, I found it, like I came across it somehow, I don't know, but I was just like um, because I sort of like, I mean, as much as I loved like pop punk and stuff, there was no girls. <laughs> And I was always, always like, as much as I loved it, I did feel like a bit dis- disconnected from it yeah. and like a little bit like where is my place in yep. all of this. And then um, I found like um, like Rygo bands, like I found like Bikini Kill and stuff and then I was like, oh, here's the girls. Like this is where they are. Um, yeah, <laughs> they were just over there. They were just over there. They were here all along. So yeah. I got really into um, – into that and like um I had like this friend who was making me like mix CDs of stuff like um like she got me into like Slater Kinney and like um like Seven Year Bitch and uh like um what else was on there like um just, just like a bunch of like grungy '90s bands that I didn't know about, and like Riot Girl bands that I didn't know about and stuff. And um, yeah. you know, by that stage, like the Riot Girl thing was long gone, but um, La Tigra was a thing, and um, I was super obsessed with La Tigra. And they toured in 2004 because I remember they came out yep. for like a big day out and they played at um, the Gaelic Club in okay, Sydney yeah. and um because I remember it was like I just started tattooing and they were playing and um I remember I was like super excited and um I didn't know anyone else that was into them so I went to them by myself and I I think I think that like I still to this day think it was like the best show I've ever been to that's unreal. yeah it was so good because like because I'd gone to um yeah, I've been going to shows since I was like 12 or something and they'd always been like so like um, like obviously like shows were always super male-dominated spaces, yep. um, which I'd always just kind of taken for granted that that's what it was. And then and this was sort of like the first show that I went to where it was like mostly women and like everyone was having like a sick time. Like everyone was dancing and like everyone was smiling and everyone was cool. No one was being like trying to be like cool or tough. There was no dickheads and no one was like too cool to like dance or anything. And I was just like, what is this? And like Litega was so amazing and they like, you know, had these like cute little outfits and like choreographed dance moves and stuff. And it was just not like anything I'd ever seen or experienced before and I was just like this is the best um so yeah so I was just like super obsessed with them and like um listen to um like their albums like on repeat non-stop for so many of those train rides up to up to Wyong yeah (laughs) 
So you're going to go with La Tigra? I'm going to go with La Tigra. Classic yeah. uh, dance party hit Decepticon, everybody's favourite. What is it about this song? Is it just because it's such a feel-good song? Um, it's a super feel-good song. It um, is having little digs at, uh, you know, cool guys, I think, in the lyrics. I don't know what she's talking about, but... Um, this isn't the Fat Mike diss song, is I it? I think it is. I, yeah, she does sing a little bit about uh, linoleum and... Uh, yeah, then this is the Fat Mike diss yeah, song. Yeah, I never even realised, like, that was even a thing until yeah. I heard that, like, he had a song dissing her. And I was oh, like, have you not heard it? No, I have now, but, like... Eight, like years ago, I didn't even know about it, and then I read something about it, and I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, maybe like that's just him." Like, oh. anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's sick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Let's listen Yay. to it.
see you later. The Rigel movement is something I know minimal about. Okay. Um, do you want to get into it, like what your take on it is, and kind of because again, like I, for, like being a mate, I've seen this obviously influence a lot of things that you do um, in the tattooing world, and I guess in you just your social life, or you know other things that you do besides tattooing. Um, talk me through it and how to how kind of how you view it, especially in twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, well, I think like um, I mean, obviously for me, like I was just drawn to it because it was like heaps of girls playing bands, and that's what I was into, um, and wasn't seeing a lot of it. And so, for there to be like this whole scene and this whole like, I guess it wasn't really like a genre because there was heaps of bands within it, but they were all kind of primarily like punk bands which yep. was also what I was into. Um, and, you know, they were singing about things that were relevant to women. Like a lot of them were singing about, um, you know, the usual shit like, uh, you know, relationships and, and stuff. But then they're also singing about like sexual abuse or um, domestic kind of issues and, um, you know, things that were a little bit sort of a little, a little bit more kind of real and, um, they, I mean, they, a lot of the, the bands in that, in that scene kind of like copped a lot of shit for like, you know, being like man haters and, and whatever. And it's like. From, from men or from other women um, who weren't on the same page? Bit of both. I think, but predominantly yeah. from men. Um, and, yeah, it's just be, just because you're pointing out something that is, is you know, shitty or like, that you don't like doesn't mean that, you know, you hate men or whatever. And it was like, you know, punk and, and hardcore in the 90s was like so, you know, predominantly male-dominated Um and girls didn't – a lot of girls didn't feel safe and didn't feel comfortable going to shows. And um, I think, like, a lot of bands, like, you know, especially, like, Bikini Kill and stuff would be, like, you know, boys go to the back, girls come to the front, create a safe space yeah. so girls can dance and, like, not get hurt and, you know, can see the show from up the front without having to worry about being groped and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so – I was just like, oh, wow, this is super cool. Like it's, you know, women talking about stuff that's relevant to us and also like creating a little space, um, carving out a little a little space in the punk world where you didn't feel like you didn't belong, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Again, I, it's, it, being a being a middle-class white male, it, I it was it was never it was on my radar because it was on other people's radars if that makes yeah. sense, but um it was never yeah, it was never music I kind of went down and I completely like I like I think it's one of the greatest things because I look at it and go oh this little subgenre of or I shouldn't call it little this subgenre of music that exists that I don't get that's how some women feel about everything I listen to that's kind of mainstream and, and so accessible. Mm. A lot of women just listen to it and go, what the fuck is this? Like, and so it's, it's such a important, it's, it definitely is such an important movement mm. that happened. I think it's more so that like, I, th- I think women listen to, a lot of women listen to everything and go, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Whatever. And I think like a lot of dudes have always kind of had 
um, like a, just a real problem with like women in, in music and women in bands. And I remember like when I was growing up, I was really into like the Donners and like, yeah. um, like I, I fucking love Tilt. Like obviously yep. I got into Tilt like when I got into like the fat bands and stuff. And like I just like sort of latched onto them because it was like like Cinder Block was like the only woman on like those fat compilations and stuff. And like so I was like, she's awesome, like she's super cool. And like I remember like talking to dudes and being like, they suck. She sounds like she's from the Seekers or like girl bands have like no credibility and blah blah blah. And like I remember like when I when I first heard the Donners, um I was like, I did work experience at Shock Records in in Melbourne, and um, they had like their album, um, like Get Skin Tight or whatever the album's called, like had just come out, and so they had a copy of it in there, and someone was playing it like in the office, and I was like, what's this? And someone was like, this is the Johnnies, and I was like, this is awesome, and like I was in the warehouse, like pack picking and packing and stuff, and I was talking about it, and like there was some dudes who were like, they suck. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, they sound like they're Ramones. Like, if you like the Ramones, like, you should like them. But just because they were, like, all girls, they just, like, had this, like, automatic kind of. Yeah, they put up a wall. Yeah. And I was always just like, why is that? But it just was, it was such a thing. And I just could never really, never understood. I still don't understand. No. What up with that? Back to the, um, that Tilt song, especially on the Fat Comp. I made Nicole a mixed CD. I make her a mixed CD every year for Christmas oh. um, just because it's nice and you're, it's cheap and it's from the heart. The and I'm going <laughs> to stick with that story. But so – and it's part of the reason I do it is because when I get into her car and drive, I don't like listen to radio. So I put on um, – I just put the CD on and I know she loves that Tilt song. And I, whenever I listen to it, I think out of all the songs on that comp, and from that era, this still sounds really, really fresh and new, if that makes sense. Do you think that's maybe because you like didn't it, listen to it much back then? Because no, <laughs> I, love, I love So, again, I play bass so I, and that song's got that oh, bass yeah, intro. yeah, that bass intro so, so it always, sick. It always stood out to me. So, yeah, like I, I'd always listen to it. And like years and years and years and years later, I can listen to other songs and go, yeah, it's a cool song or whatever. But I hear this song and go, no, this is this song and this band is fantastic. Yeah, and I think because they were so different from everything else that was kind of on that label, like they really stood out. Um, yeah. And I can understand, like, you know, like if you don't love her vocals or whatever, but they're, like, they're fucking cool and she was super cool. And I, like, yeah, I just thought that, like, they were awesome. I smashed that that album yeah yeah is that was that till it kills yeah 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 fantastic yeah cool okay so let's jump from the tigre which i'm sure you still listen to let's just talk about what you're doing now like you you own a tattoo parlor tell tell us about that i do um i own a little a little tattoo studio um I call them parlors. Is that nerdy? Is that like um, so out of the loop? Like, I, well, and... it's it's kind of a little bit kind of old school. Um, okay. So just just roll with it. You can call whatever you want. Cool. Um, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a little little studio. It's called Hot Copper. Um, just work with a bunch of my friends. It's really cool. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just doing that, just running the shop, doing a bit of painting, doing a 
Is it is hot copper all female? Or um, am I just imagining? We it? have one guy that works there, but he only works a couple of days a week. So the majority of the okay. time it is all female. Um, which wasn't uh, a sort of intentional thing. I wasn't like, I'm gonna have an all girl shop. I just was like, who do I want to work with? Um, who are like my friends who I love, who are really awesome artists, and they all just happen to be girls. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a different vibe to any other shop that I've ever worked at. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. And and is it is it a lot different from being the head honcho compared to the person who just kind of clocks in and clocks? Oh, not clocks in and clocks out because mm. I guess it's a completely different lifestyle. But you know, compared to someone who just kind of turns up when they need to and whatever like is there like there's a lot more responsibility that goes into it there is um but also like everyone that I work with is really rad and like they're super um self-sufficient and can kind of just like take care of their own stuff like I don't ever really have to like be a boss um because they're all awesome and we all get along super well and um there's not many things that we like if there's if there's ever like a decision that needs to be made like we all talk about it and we all um kind of you know I get everyone's opinion on everything before I kind of do anything. And we all kind of agree on everything anyway. So everything runs yep. pretty smoothly. It's pretty cool. That's all right. And whereabouts is um, it? It's in Coburg in Melbourne. It's just like just cool. north of the city. Cool. So um, who who are you a dictator when it comes to what music gets played or you kind of spread the love around? Definitely spread the love around. Um, yeah. I, we mix it up. Like everyone likes super different stuff. Um, yeah. So like I, I, I kind of just have like a no metal rule. Um, okay. Just because, <laughs> just because like I've worked in so many shops over the years that have just played like so much metal so loud and I kind of just wanted to have like a bit more of like a chill vibe. Um, yep. So... Yeah, we don't listen to really any metal, but we listen to like heaps of like um, like pop and punk and soul and um, yeah, heaps of different kind of stuff. And it's 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 really cool. It's probably the most like eclectic um, soundtrack of any any shop that I've ever worked at. So it's pretty cool. And do do the girls do the other do the other artists throw new music at you? Like, do you get much of a t- chance to take it in? Or yeah, definitely. Like- and we we always um like we definitely like try and like share around like who's you know like like you will play an album, then I'll play an album, and then we'll be like okay. someone else play another one, and then like we we do a lot of like Spotify radio and stuff. Yep. Um, so we definitely find a lot of new stuff through that. Um, yeah cool i've definitely i've, okay, I've probably so gotten like music i was just gone. gonna say i've probably like in the last couple of years like since i've had spotify and like i'm the artist you might if you like them you might like this and like with like spotify radio and stuff i've probably found more new music that way in like the last few years than i have in like the last 10 years yeah i completely like i'm a i'm a big spotify advocate and a few friends who listen to this still buy stuff off iTunes and stuff and I love them for it and I think it's fantastic and you know someone's got to but the second Spotify came along for me I was like that's cool this is how I'm going to find new music if I get a chance Mm. to but this is me for music for a while yeah it's just like it's too good like I like um yeah have found like so much stuff on there that I just never knew existed or stuff that like you kind of heard of but like 
didn't want to like, you know, double drop. Yeah. Spend the 30, 30 bucks to find out. To yeah, and like most of the time I'll like, if I really like something, I'll be like, yep, that's sick, listen to it on Spotify and then I'll buy it on vinyl anyway. That's a good way to do it. Hmm. So what song kind of sums up where you are right now musically? Um, well, I've got to go with uh, a classic. Um, okay. Little, you had a little spoiler alert before when you snuck up on my uh, snuck up on I me did. before I realised you were listening. Um, I was listening, yep. I've got to go with a jawbreaker song. Okay, so <laughs> one of the things, like, whenever I think of you, or whenever I think of jawbreaker, I think of Aww. you because whenever it's the first of the month, without fail, for as long as we've been friends on Facebook, you've always said rabbit rabbit. I do try and say rabbit rabbit. I slack off. Uh, I do slack off. I'm not a real uh, big user of Facebook much anymore, so I do forget. But I do try oh, and say boy. it. I do try. Well, Facebook makes a point to always show me that you've said it at the start of every Aww. month, so I feel like I always see it. So, so, and you, you were lucky enough to go see him at um at Rifus, yeah. I was so, well. I was that. like, I never wanted them to do a reunion show. I never wanted them to reform. Yeah. I just wanted it to stay in the past as this, you know, as this mythical nice thing. memory. This yeah, this mythical thing, and everyone was always like, "Jawbreaker reunion." I was like, "No, like." It doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah. But then when I found out it was happening, I was like, well, I better fucking go. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. so I went and I was like, oh, what's going to sound like? Because like I'd seen so many like videos of Blake like doing solo stuff over the last few years and it just wasn't good. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it was good. It was real bad. Oh, that – that's I was going to ask you, but I was hoping, or not hoping you were going to say it, but I didn't think that's what you were going to say. What wasn't good about it? Like, just they they rushed it. Well, it was it, it was like just it was like Blake doing or? solo stuff. Um, With a backing band? No, just him. What do you mean? Like, I, I just saw all these videos on YouTube of like just him playing alone with guitar, just doing jawbreak songs, and just not not sounding very good like his voice didn't sound good the guitar nothing about it was good and i was like oh is this what is this what it's going to sound like when the whole band together and that's together? what it sounded like no it sounded like at right first you mean yeah 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 no it sounded incredible oh right sorry yeah. i thought you were saying it sucked okay no cool. no like these videos that i had seen were really shitty yeah. so i was really like i was like hesitant to to be like oh like what, what's this reunion gonna sound like um and I did see like some footage of they did like a couple of like little secret shows um like in San Francisco like shows leading up to it yeah like just sort of like short kind of sets and um I was like oh yeah that sounds pretty cool like all right um but yeah like at the festival like which you know watching them at a festival headlining you know the last day of like a huge festival with thousands and thousands of people around me all screaming the lyrics was not how I ever thought I not that I ever thought I would ever see them but that's not how I thought I would ever see them yeah if it was going to happen yeah. yeah um and they played like a few songs and I was like oh yeah this is cool but like it was just a bit weird um okay but then, like, I don't know, like halfway through the set, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, crying. You just, and, like, you oh, God. It, yeah. it was just it – You were crying. Did I you really cry? I bawled my fucking eyes out. <laughs> oh, I do that. You know when you, like um, 
Did you ever watch that um, episode of How I Met Your Mother where they talk about having revertigo? No. So it's but like on, it's like it's like one of like the chicks on um, How I Met Your Mother, and they're like, oh, like when she hangs out with like a college friend, she acts like a dickhead because she like reverts back to like how she acted like when she was in college or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's called revertigo. So I feel like sometimes when I see like these kinds of bands that were like so like important to you, like as a teenager. Yeah you get a bit of revertigo and you kind of feel the way you did when you were like this emotional, like angsty teenager, like listening to Jawbreaker yeah. in your bedroom. I completely get that. Yeah. yeah. And so I just, yeah, I just was like, oh, these emotions like flooding. And I was yeah. like, oh. um, but dude, they were so good. Like, and I feel like, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like just listening to the album at home and stuff, it's like, oh yeah, cool. Like, but then like seeing them play live and like seeing, like hearing it and like seeing it like come out of Blake as a person standing in front of you, yeah. it's like, oh, it was, it was just a whole nother level. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's unreal. I was really like, cool. because I had, I had this weird feeling that it was, it, yeah, that people would go, no, this wasn't that good. Like, they should have stopped. And look, you know, I, I get why bands want to keep going. Like, mm. not want to keep going, but kind of revive it. Like, you know, the past is the past. And I'm not, I've got no idea why that band broke up. I, mm. Like, I listened to the music, but never really got the, the mythology or the, you know, the backstory of it all. But when bands start doing their thing, it's like, you know what? If, if they want to come back after 15 years and play a couple of shows or, or write a new album or whatever, go for it. Like, who the fuck am I to say you can't do that? Because it was obviously a massive part of their life. Yeah, yeah. And I think... Yeah, there's the unresolved, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't, like, I'm not super psyched on the idea of bands, like, just doing reunion tours because I think that, like, I don't know, like, I'm not really into, like, nostalgia in that. Like, I am okay. but I'm not because I'm not, like, like like do this tour and like play this album start to finish and that's all you'll do and whatever it's like if you're gonna do something if you're gonna put your time and your energy into being a band like make something new yeah go for it yeah go for it yeah and I think um like I feel kind of excited because like I've watched like a bunch of um like because the Jawbreaker documentary has been screening and they've been doing like Q&As yep um and they've sort of they've sort of like sort of hinted that they're gonna like keep playing shows and like write new music and like do new stuff and I'm like oh that's pretty cool because like I feel like you know 20 years of perspective on life like they probably have like some pretty cool shit to say yeah from a different from a different angle yeah yeah and so I think like you know just like obviously like nostalgia is nice and warm and fuzzy but very comfortable super comfortable but not like productive yeah. In any way. Nothing's going to, there's no progression. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm like. And it gets old. It, it gets very old. It does. Very yeah, old. it does. And so yeah. I'm like, they're going to, yeah, if they're going to do new stuff, like I'm excited to hear like where, where they'll go with that. Lovely. Yeah. Unreal. So where can people find you on the social medias? Um, Actually, no, before we go on, what song were you going to pick? What Jawbreaker song? Uh, well, I'm actually going to go with, uh, shirt, which is, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's on like the, 
the reissue of DU. Um, it was like a, it was like an extra disc or something. It's on there. Just yeah. like um, just super cool. And I'm like, if that's if that's sort of like the way that Jawbreak were evolving, and that's the sound that they're gonna kind of go for if they do new stuff, like sick. kick off with. I'm all for yeah. it. Bring it. Yeah. Okay, so where can people find you on the social medias? Um, I'm on. I'm all over the social medias. I'm on the Instagram yep. at Claire Clarity. Actually, actually, that's about it. That's all. And that's just, all I really do. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Does um does Hot Copper have a Instagram? Oh yeah, or Hot Copper's got Hot Copper Studio on Instagram. It has a yeah. Facebook as well, but we're not really good at updating that. So mainly just Instagram is where we're at. Cool, fantastic. That was Claire. Thank you very much for talking to me, and thank you for being. Look, let's just bring something up now because I know <laughs> we've spoken about previously. Um, thank you for being the, you you were the first, you were in the first three people I asked to be on this podcast. You're, that's crazy. <laughs> and no, hand on heart, hand on heart. And we tried to get this recorded yonks ago and something fell, th- I can't remember what it was, but something fell through. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm stoked that you're the first female on this podcast and I apologize to everybody who, you know, have either said it to me or not said it to me, but I've thought it, that there should be more females on this podcast and I am trying and, um, yeah, it sh- it shouldn't be that I'm trying. It should just be that it is. But um, that's where I'm at at the moment. But yeah, thank you for being the first female on the podcast. Well, thanks for fucking having me, Joel. Yeah. Like you're doing a real cool thing, and I like that you're making making stuff. It's cool. Thank you. It's thank cool. you. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, just keep being righteous, dude. Cool. You too. Yeah. I'll speak to you soon. Later. <laughs> You're at my house, you're in my clothes, no one knows, knows. You're in my head like a dumb song, it just goes, goes. You're on my lips and on my face, and it shows, shows. I should be happy, and I am. I want you close to me.
so there you have it, Claire Hampshire, fantastic human being, fantastic artist, fantastic tattoo artist, go-getter, um, trendsetter, all that jazz. Thank you for listening. Thank you uh, to Nicole for allowing me the time to actually get away from everything and do these. Do these. I know once again every every month I say it. It takes a lot more work than what you'd assume, and so I appreciate her letting me kind of do this. But no, you know, just for my own shits and giggles. And if anyone else likes it, then that's even cool, cooler. That's cool. That doesn't make sense. Anyhow. You know what I'm saying. It's late. I feel like I'm getting sick, which is fucking shit ass. Um, until next month, stay safe. S- start of summer or winter, depending on which part of the flat earth you stand. Hope you're enjoying it. Get ready for it. Um, hope Brisbane isn't too brutal for Paul, because Paul Vogue, who was on an early episode, only wears jeans. And doesn't wear shorts so have fun happy christmas happy holidays happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah just be happy be chill cool cheers Cross.
house on top of Calvary to the beach in Malibu. Everybody knows it's coming apart. Take one last look at this sacred heart before it blows. And everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. That's how it goes. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. That's how it goes.